0: That's the sound of the police.
1: <laughs> you're in. I wish people could see you. You're in your travel gear. I'm
0: all sweat-suited up. Catching a, up. a
1: 9 p.m. flight to Dublin, and so you're in in the sweatsuit. Uh, so today on Seeking Wisdom, we're going to talk about how to work.
0: Show me the money. Let's all right, go.
1: Let's get you. I want you to tell the back tell the backstory. We were having a conversation at lunch the other day mm-hmm. about uh, how to work. What? And this is something that you've seen like over, you've seen this over the years. This, this could be almost like a little follow up to carry the water, mm-hmm. but this is one of those things that like, you don't, you, you don't really, you have to learn it. And it's also one of those things in your career that is so important, but nobody ever tells you that it's so important, how you actually work.
0: And how can why do you know how to do it?
1: <laughs> Cause uh, I, this is how I started working. I had a, the first boss that I had. Yeah. Uh, at the time, he drove me insane, and he always what wanted he to review every email and mm-hmm. and highlight this. And uh, every time I'd write something, this was before people used Google Docs, just Microsoft Word. Yep. Every email I got from this guy would be like. Feedback and track changes. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: good. So it's feedback driven. Yeah.
1: Did was, you do it for forever or was no? Okay. No, it was uh, you know a couple months, right? Yep. As I was, you know, I was, I was young, twenty three, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't know. Still any, young. I didn't know anything. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course, I'm still young, but uh, I mean, this was like the first job I ever had, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, at first it was hard because you get this thing back and it's just bleeding red, right? Yep. Like, I spend time writing this thing, and it's just blood red, all mm. comments. But once you realize that everything this guy was saying was right, mm. and it changes, it changes how you think about things. Absolutely. So that's kind of where this whole thing started from. But there's a bunch of different topics that I want to talk about with you today. But um, Yeah, it reminds me of this book I was reading, yeah. which I
0: forgot the title of, yeah. of course, because okay. there's so many. But uh, it's a book by Colin Powell. Oh, I yeah. think I mentioned it, yeah, and it yeah. was uh, in. It, it, there's this part in it that I thought was interesting that reminded me of your experience. Yeah, where he said, whenever he would bring on a direct report, uh, and I, th- I believe this is when he was Secretary of State. If mm-hmm. you don't know Colin Powell, he was Secretary of State. He was, uh, you know, the head of the Joint Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You know, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and uh, I believe three star general, and so he. Um, He would tell people who came to work for him directly that... For the first amount of time, let's say it's a month. I forgot what the time frame was, or the first few months that he is going to be all over them. Right? He's going to be on top of them night and day, and it will be hard for them to breathe. Right? It will be relentless, and in terms of giving them feedback and kind of you know, kind of what you were saying, kind of kind of being in their shorts, and then over, and but his goal and the reason he was telling them this was that this was his form of training. Uh, and getting them used to his kind of feedback and learning how he worked and how he ran a group or department or organization. And then uh, over time that he would pull himself more and more away. And then finally, he would hardly be involved in what they were doing. Yeah. And I think he said this for a number well First, I think he said it because he wanted to make clear that, uh, you know, when these people are suffering through this, that they knew there was an end in sight. Right, right. this is going to be over. Yeah, yeah, man, this this guy won't leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, but that this was his form of training. Mm-hmm.
1: It's also smart because he set that expectation up front. Like, yes. Because he went out and said that, you don't feel like, even if he is micromanaging, you're not like, man, this fucking guy, like, you're yeah. just, you know, it he changes. Won't let the, up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, it's, so it was his form of training and it was like really clear feedback Uh, relentless and then let up. But, you know, usually what happens is either someone micromanages forever, right? And so it never stops. They never set that expectation. Or they don't give you very detailed feedback and you're left guessing and uh, assuming things and then getting negative feedback later on. And so he really compressed the feedback loop as we talk about it here and uh, put that up up front and then set expectations for when he was going to pull out.
1: Yeah. So, but okay, here's the thing that I want to talk about and have this podcast mm-hmm. is there's this whole like layer of work. There's this whole layer of things you have to do at work that actually have nothing to do with the stuff that you're creating, right? So yep. if you're a designer, if you're a marketer, if you're an engineer, mm-hmm. uh, that's you know part one is doing your job and doing the th- and creating the things you need to create, right? Mm-hmm. But part two is like this: the way that you share your work. Show your work, mm-hmm. the way that you manage up and manage your you manage your manager, and have one on ones and proactively communicate. Like, there's this whole other layer of work that I th- don't think a lot of people tell you about earlier in your career. No, and oftentimes it takes. A lot of people miss that because if you join an early stage company right out of college, you mu- don't always have the structure and the process. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the people that I know that have had it have either worked for somebody who has managed them that way or worked at a bigger company where it there's more process. Structured.
0: Yeah. Um, process driven. And, yeah. and
1: this is something that you, you you talk about all the time. It's mm-hmm. like, sh- show your work, show your work, proactively communicate. It's something yep. that we're really big on. And
0: I think you nailed it right there. I think it comes down to communication and that's the part that everyone's missing about their job. So they know their craft. Let's say it's design. Let's say it's marketing. Let's say it's, engineering, whatever it is, finance, they know that craft, but they've never been taught and they've never been in a process where they have to learn not only to communicate to their boss mm-hmm. or the group or their investors or whoever they're they're working for, right? We all work for someone at the end of the day, including all of us right here. Um, mm-hmm. And so... We have investors to answer to, and yeah. we have lots of people to yeah, answer to. Yeah, I have to. you
1: to answer to, and
0: I have investors <laughs> to answer to. See, so it's yeah, endless. we're good. We're good. Uh, and so, uh, and they have investors yeah. to uh, to answer to. Uh, so either communicating to the person that you're working with, uh, or and communicating to the people around you, and those might be people in your group, and then people in your company uh, across your organization. So you're never taught to communicate across, and you never communicate. Uh, to other people, you kind of just assume that people know what you're doing. This, uh, you assume that oh, I'm doing my work and I'm getting it done, and people should just know. But yeah. people shouldn't just
1: know. No, it's funny. So uh, the f- September 1st, we had two new people join our marketing mm-hmm. team, Amy and Caitlin. And what's that? If they're you know they're going to listen to this, and it's th- the thing that it's like. They will they do both do an amazing job of of sending me things like that they're doing in direct message on Slack. Yep. And it's just like a training thing. It's like every time I you know, they both are sick of me saying it probably, but it's mm-hmm. like, hey, can you share this update in the marketing channel? Yeah, so, so everyone that, on the team So, so everyone it. and, and it's like it seems like such a little thing, but it's so important Mm-mm. just to share, hey, here's what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, because more most people do what they were doing, which is great, right? Which they, they got half of it, right? Which right. is like, they're going to communicate to you. But the other half that was missing was like, how do you communicate across the team? Because across the team, those people may look like a black box. Mm-hmm. And you never, I think the whole point of this uh, talk that we have is like, you want to avoid looking like a black box, right? You want to, you want people to be, you want to be transparent about your work. You want to show your work and you want everyone around you, ideally in your company, as well as the person people that you work yeah. with, uh, or four to know exactly yeah. what you're doing. The
1: other thing that happens all the time, I think, is people are really, uh, some people are really good at the, fir- at at start, They're uh, like they're starters. Yes. Like they'll be like, all right, here's our plan. Here's our sales plan for this month. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And there's a wiki post and there's Slack messages and all the right stuff happened. Yep, yep. But then you're two weeks into the month and there's no follow-up.
0: Yes, follow-up is the key. Uh, and uh, everyone's left wondering, are we doing it? Is this person handling it? Is that, or that is that team handling yeah. what is going on? And the worst thing that can happen is for people to wonder, because mm. uh, if they wonder,
1: then that means you didn't do a good job uh, doing your communication. You, right? You said the exact thing as an employee. Mm-hmm. The number one thing that you don't ever want people to to do is wonder. Yes. And whether that's your boss or whether it's the people on your team. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's why, you know, one of the things that we harp on so much is the proactive communication. And the reason is... communicate Yeah. And it's easier for you to you. It's easier for you to send me a message and, and remind me and be like, I got it. Yep. But like, I don't ever want I don't ever want to hear from you and have you say like, "How's that thing? How's that thing? How's that thing?" Mm-hmm. Like, it, it should be. You, it's your job as somebody with somebody who has a manager to to make sure that they don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. this is like the whole art of managing up is is mm-hmm. getting ahead of that
0: because then you feel then it feels like, oh, this is someone who really owns it, who's got yeah. it. I know the state of it. I don't have to worry. I never have to check in with this person. Yeah. They've just got it under control, and how that you, is so
1: rare. How do you? Okay, so this is your fifth company. I think who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? How unknown. How do you like how do you, as a founder and a CEO, like how do you instill that in a company? Because it's really hard. Mm. You know, even at like my level right now, it's hard to teach that. Mm-hmm. How do you set that tone? Mm, That's a good question. I think one is selection
0: bias. So you try to select people who are yeah. naturally this way. So aside from that, there's always going to be other people who are may not have Learn this yet and so you need to help them learn this um and you know one way could be the annoying way which is like the colon Powell way which is i'm just going to sure. be in your shorts uh enough uh, until you kind of get frustrated enough that you kind of like pick up on the pattern that's not the most optimal way but that is a way- that is something that happens and you just you know just keep asking The same question of these people, and uh, hope that they magically get it at some point. Not some of them do, and uh, some of them don't. And then, for those that don't, you need a more formalized process. You need to train them. You need to do what you did with the new, uh, you know, Amy and Caitlin who joined your team, which was to say, here's our playbook, here's our standard for performance, Um, here's how we you know, do things and then constantly, even though you did that, you have to constantly remind and say, share, 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 until it becomes a default state.
1: Yeah, and and that's, it, it's interesting, it depends on where you come from. Like, we have a, our company is, you know, we're always sharing ideas like on the wiki, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, put it on the wiki. And that, that's a hard behavior for new people to learn, which is like, if you're thinking about something out loud, it's just good to write it down and yep. share that publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, another, okay. Another part of this I want to talk about you with, uh, um, is one-on-ones. Yep. I think this is a big, you wrote, like you have a post on our internal wiki Mm -hmm. that's like kind of a new hire playbook Yep. and it's like, here's, here's your one-on-one. What's the number one thing people get wrong with one-on-ones?
0: That it's their one-on-one to drive and their responsibility to own the subject matter. Uh, and the fact that the one-on-one happens and not the manager's, uh, to own, right? So you that don't
1: show up in that meeting and say, okay, manager, what's up?
0: Exactly. Or have it be unstructured, right? Just show up and just say, you know, just chat about random things or just catch up. You know, your manager will probably just go along with that. But, you know, it's really your meeting to own. This is the meeting that you're using to make sure you're kind of in sync and to make sure that you're progressing in your career, right? Like this is yeah. your meeting,
1: yeah, I don't think a lot. I don't think enough people take the one-on-one meeting seriously enough.
0: No, definitely not.
1: Uh, Dave does. I, I t- yeah. I mean, that's a Type A, super Type A, organized mm-hmm. thing for better or worse. Tell them about your list. So I, so it's so okay. First of all, this isn't just me. <laughs> okay, this okay, has okay, been. I've read a bunch of people mm-hmm. in books. I'm sure because books are great. <laughs> yep. That have mentioned this. So I have so in my Evernote, I have a note, and it's called DC one-on-one, mm-hmm. and that's just my note. And so you and I talk all the time, but there's certain things that like aren't day to day things that I need to ask you about or bother you with. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not just gonna randomly send you a Slack message and talk about like our marketing strategy for the next month. That's Mm -hmm. not productive. Mm -hmm. But if there is something that comes up, uh, comes to my mind, I put it in this DC one-on-one file. Mm-hmm. And that way, like, A, I get it out of my head Yep. and B, before it has a place to live. Mm-hmm. And then so every time before we have a one-on-one, I have a list of all these things that I wanted to go through.
0: Super productive. Yep. And
1: a lot, a lot of the times those kind of shake themselves out. I'm like, I have notes in there. I'm like, ah, oh, we ended up talking about this. Don't need to do this. But it's just a nice way to A, have an agenda for that meeting
0: mm-hmm.
1: and B, get those things out of my head. So it's not always driving you crazy. And I'm not like, I'm not like oh we're not going to talk till next Tuesday at one. I got to save this note.
0: Yeah, I think you know agendas, which you mentioned, there are underrated kind of tool to use. Oh yeah, right. And uh, another person on our team, Will. What's up? Yeah, uh, does a good job. I was just giving you crap about uh, using. He's he ever Evernote 2 yeah. to have kind of a, a running list,
1: right? Well, I mean, yeah, you're a you're an out loud thinker.
0: Yes, out loud.
1: <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it, it's a simple thing like having having an agenda and then understanding uh, that you know, as an employee, this is, this is your meeting. Mm-hmm. Come to that meeting with this is your time to say like, because I think, you know, what a lot of managers want to be is a roadblock remover for yes. their employees. Totally. And so if That's you can- That's the best state. Yeah. For sure. And so if you can come to that meeting with a list of, hey, here's all the things. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, how can I remove these roadblocks?
0: This is true of a lot of relationships. This is like investors and board members, advisors, all those kind of folks. They want the same thing, which is like come with an agenda- Come with a clear ask. What's the ask? What do you need? And uh, and then they'll, if they can, they'll try to help there. Otherwise, it seems like you know a little bit of a waste of time. It's good to connect socially, but it's kind of a waste of time if there's no act. You know, to use an old school term, action items. You know, for the meeting.
1: Yeah. Or what's going to happen is you're going to like shoot the shit for thirty minutes. Yep. And you to be on your drive home, and you're like. Ah, yeah. For I needed to ask him about that, mm-hmm. and then you don't have full attention. You got to do it over email or Slack or just. There's something about the dedicated time of a one-on-one that is super uh, important to have an agenda for. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So that's how to work.
0: That's how to work. Let's ha- let's get to work. <laughs> hey, Will.
1: Uh, I mean, <laughs> Will, Will. Will's on your mind. Yeah, man. Uh, you know why well, Will's on my mind? Yeah.
0: Have you ever seen the movie Good Will Hunting? Of course. So I was reading through some of our five-star reviews. Okay. Thank you, people. Okay. You know who you are. And someone uh, compared me to Goodwill Hunting.
1: <laughs> in what sense? Like, I, I don't know. She
0: said, uh, it was a she in this case. Oh, man. said, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that I was, what the hell did she say? That I was the Goodwill Hunting of whatever, <laughs> whatever it is I do. And I thought that was an That's interesting great. thing cuz it, it's true. It, I love it, man. It's true. I, I think she was saying that I was a, sh- you know, street kid, which is true. A street uh, kid,
1: you know. Okay. And now you're at uh Harvard or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I've done something. So where
1: are you off to? You got some
0: travel coming I'm up. I'm going to Dublin. Okay. I'm going to see my people in Dublin. Okay. Get ready for me, Irish. And I'm you're coming speaking. for you. I'm speaking at SAS stock. uh this Thursday, thursday which i don't know the date on the calendar uh but uh this thursday this week and then next week uh i'm off to london to go hang with my brits and uh talk at mind the product nice. so hopefully i'll see you uh, one of those two events if you if you do see me uh shout me out let's hang let's party i go to bed at nine thirty though uh, so we got to make it early.
1: And do me a favor. Go follow go follow uh, David on Snapchat. I'm blowing the Snapchat up. DeCancel. We're trying to run a little test. We're trying to see is Instagram where it's at? Instagram Stories has kind of been mm-hmm. blowing up a little bit.
0: Also DeCancel on Instagram. Yeah. Follow me both places. Yeah. Let's see which one wins. Pretty interesting results so far, which we'll share in, a, in another episode. Yeah,
1: cool. So that's the deal. Seeking Wisdom, How to Work, Five Star Reviews. Only. We'll take them. Irish, I'm coming for you. Peace.
0: Shout me out. Let's hang. Let's party. I go to bed at 9.30 though. Whoop whoop. That's a sound of the police.